This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. It's Thursday, October 26, 2023. And this podcast is being recorded in Maine, where at the moment there is now underway the largest manhunt in our state's history, searching for the killer of 18 people yesterday in a mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine. Robert Card is the suspect. He's armed and dangerous. Over 350 law enforcement personnel in helicopter, seaplane, horse, car, in the woods, searching for this guy, uh, this killer. And with me soon by phone is Margaret Craven, the state rep from Lewiston, who is hopefully safe. Let's hear what she has to say. Welcome, Margaret Craven. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. Um, it's, it's a sad day. And thank you for allowing me to just talk. Um, you know, I think that we all thought that we were living in one of the safest states in, in the country. And, and here my hometown uh, has a mass shooter uh, last night. Margaret, and, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I know you because we served in the legislature and I've actually been to your house for lovely parties. But some of my listeners who don't know you, just if you wouldn't mind, take a moment and just give us a thumbnail sketch of, of who you are and where you are right now. Well, um, as, as you know, my name is Margaret Craven and I've served in the legislature for uh, 18 years uh, and um I've had, um, I, I belong to a gun safety caucus uh, with other legislators, including senators and representatives. And in 2007, uh, I had a bill that would have um, required, uh, well, it took various, uh, various uh, kinds of changes, as you know, uh, like bills do. Well, before, uh, before we talk about the legislation, I think people really want to know, are you in Lewiston, Maine right now? Um, well, about, about Lewiston, you mean? No, are you there right now? Oh, I am. We're in lockdown. We're yeah, so let's, I want to hear about that. How, like, how did you get the news of the, how, well, how long have you lived in well, Lewiston? Well, I've lived in Lewiston for almost 50 years. So when did you first hear about the shooting incident? I, um, so I, I'm an immigrant from Ireland, and uh, I lived in Boston and got married there, married a Mainer, and uh, moved, <clears throat> moved to Maine. We lived in Portland for a while, but, uh, but jobs moved to, to Lewiston, and so we moved here. And uh, I have two sons, and so I, I wasn't... I, I don't know what I was doing last night, but my kids uh, started calling me and they were really upset. Apparently they had been watching the news. And of course, uh, I could hear because we live about half a mile away from um, Spear Time Recreation, which was the bowling alley that he first went into. And I could see, heard the emergency uh, vehicles, but I really didn't pay that much attention to them. Um, and when my kids called, uh, that's when I found out that there was an active shooter, and that, and at, at that point, uh, law enforcement had uh, made given the order for lockdown. Um, but my partner, who's a uh, retired surgeon, was actually uh, at band practice at Topsom, and I couldn't find him. And um, he, but on his 
on his way home, he had worked at St. Mary's for, for years. And he's St. Mary's Hospital. So he stopped at St. Mary's to lend a hand, even though his license has expired. But um, he just thought he could do anything, you know, whatever uh, would be needed. Because at that point, they were saying that there were 60 uh, or more people that were hurt and um, 22 that had, that had, you know, died. And, but at the time, so he finally came home at, uh, at, at about midnight and, and St. Mary's uh, had only uh, really received one casualty that the uh, CMC and, and Maine Med had, um, had received the, the others. Now, um, yeah, are you, are you by yourself in your house now or is your husband there or your partner there? He's, yeah, he's here too. Yeah. And do you have your, like, your shades down? Is, do you feel scared? Well, I feel safe enough in the house, but I, uh, I feel safe enough in the house. But we, last night we shut all the shades and, and and that sort of thing because nobody knew where he was, and um, and it, it was just scary. I, I'm just scared for honestly. I have three grandchildren, and uh, what do they think? Uh, um, you know, what what are young people thinking? They're the youngest one is twelve, so. So they're old enough to to have a real awareness of, of, of what this is, and um, then everybody else's children, and then uh, the families of the victims. Uh, I can't imagine what it is like to have such a senseless, senseless death and loss. Uh, you know, if you're in a car crash, if you have cancer, you can't help it. You know, you can grieve, but you can't help it. Um, but in a case like this, where, where it's so senseless and where it's so, so maddening, um, and 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 um, that and that people still love their guns better than 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 their children. You know, as everybody knows, everybody knows all of the school shootings and all of the other mass shootings that we've had had in this country, and um, that that in in the state of Maine, we're still not willing to pass um you know gun safety laws that would make sense and um i i blame the legislature for that because i think the general population understands uh, certainly uh, that we're not trying to take their guns away we are just trying to you know emulate maybe states like massachusetts or states like like new york that that has way way better outcomes than we do uh, regarding um regarding uh, gun safety do you see uh, an opportunity for any progress in Augusta? I mean, it seemed like the gun bills that were before the legislature, you know. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, the speaker has uh, a background check bill that was carried over, and so I'm holding out hope. Um, but something like 98% of the people of Maine agree that we should have this background check, and we've never been able to pass it. And uh, I'm just hoping that maybe, uh, maybe that this time we'd be shamed into passing it. Well, I wonder, I mean, it's it's hard to say now whether any of these laws would have prevented this killer from accessing his weapon and mowing down innocent people in your community. And it's so maddening, as you said. It's just so incredibly maddening. And it, it, it easily pits Democrats against Republicans, at, at least nationally. But in Maine, there's, there's, there's Democrats who are also... Yeah, my bill. Uh, I, I had I had the votes in the House uh, for my 72-hour wedding bill, and when it went to the Senate, 
you know, Ann Kearney and Peggy Tundo and others fought really, really hard uh, in the Senate to get it passed. And they were both co-signers on that bill. And um, we got 11 votes, even though we have 22 Democrats in the Senate. So, so um, I was so disappointed and so just couldn't believe that such an innocuous bill, um, uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't get the votes in the Senate. Yeah, background checks. You think that would be something we could come together on? Are, are you hearing? Are you hearing outside your house, like helicopters or emergency vehicles? I went out to the mailbox, and I don't believe that the mail that the mayor people were allowed to go out today in Lewiston uh, because because of the lockdown, because businesses were closed, and you know everything was closed. Even another bean was closed. Um, and I went to the mailbox at any rate, and it was eerie. There was no cars, there was no, um, there, there was no sound anywhere, uh, and it was kind of warm. So it, it, it was, you know, kind of a nice day, but so strange, so strange. It reminded um, me when I was out almost, and obviously your, your community is a lot different than mine right at the moment, but it's also very quiet around here. And, and it reminded me a little bit of after 9-11, just that feeling. Of dread- like the silent spring, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, dreadful silence. It's, it's yeah. uh, well, what can the, I mean, I, I remember fondly um, campaigning in Lewiston and, and the community was quite tight-knit and close, especially, you know, the, the French uh, community. Is there, are there efforts underway that you're aware of for people to gather and to, and to share they're grieving or is that it's too premature for that yes the chamber uh is organizing blood drives uh once once we are not locked down anymore um uh, sharing um uh, grief groups uh mental health uh providers and also um doing fundraising for families who who need it and so um everybody is in shock really and i know we have a i have a zoom tonight with with some friends but we we decided to put it off to gathering until we were allowed and making a good example for example we i wanted to go uh to uh be with the governor this morning uh at her press conference but we were asked uh, to please stay stay sheltered in place and uh, not not to make law enforcement you know more anxious about having to having to mind people and and do that sort of thing so we stayed but even uh, I mean I'm, I've been on the phone and on my computer all day with condolences I've gotten uh, you know calls from Ireland um, at, you know asking for interviews on what was going on and which I, I did respond to um, um, but but as far as organize and even the chamber, although that they 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 have dated when a, when those activities are going to happen because they uh, they they don't they don't know you know. Um, but but I'm happy that they are indeed. Shanna Cox is our director, and uh, she's wonderful. Oh, good. And, and Margaret, you said that you you are about a half a mile from the bowling alley. Have you bowled yeah. there? I mean, tell us about this this location. What's it like? Well, it's really uh, kind of um, the, so. The spare time locations been there for years and years and years, and the days fam- the day family owned owned it. It got sold recently um, t- 
to um, to, to new owners, and it's in um, it's, it's in like a business park. Um, the Department of uh, Labor is down there. We have the Department of um, Transportation is down there. You know, we have matter of fact, uh, my grandson's pediatric uh, pediatric doctors are down there. Um, so, um, and they have a restaurant as well as the bowling alley. So, um, you know, it's, it's always um, very populated. Uh, they were, they were, uh, and as a matter of fact, there's a, a childcare, um, there's a childcare um, um, place down there, it's a preschool. Of course, they weren't open last night, thank God. And, and they haven't, they, of course, they didn't open today. Um, but, uh, you know, it's very, very nice, very nice, not, you know, not at all uh, shady or anything like that. Very, very nice neighborhood, very nice area. Um, you know, where we live, it's, um, you know, kind of an upscale, very nice area. Um, um, and, and is there any connection? Never dawn on you that something, that something, I don't know, bad would happen here. No, not certainly at a, at a place like that. And in, in your mind, do you connect the two sites, the, the, the bowling alley where the killer first went all, and then the but, bar? Uh, what I have seen in the Portland Press Herald is that he actually, um, did, uh, you know, frequented both places often. And were those both places frequented by any groups that have been in the news as being well, objects of hate? They have this hate? thing called corn bowl or corn something or another. And I, I didn't know what it was, but uh, apparently it's like a chess game that they play. And so he was in uh, in the group at the Smirky's uh, um, bar and restaurant in that. And he must have been on a bowling league, uh, you know, to be at the spare, spare time recreation. Hmm. So well, was, they were familiar with him in both places. Well, Margaret Craven, uh, the people of Lewiston have sent you to Augusta, uh, you know, as you said, for 18 years to, to represent mm-hmm. them, and you've been trying mightily to make some changes. Do you have any hope that in in the coming days that there will be any policy changes that, that happen, or are you just as discouraged as you said earlier you were with the vote that took place well, I am discouraged, but I will never give up because the, because this is when people are actually needed, um, and uh, I, I, we have a gun safety coalition um, Zoom tonight, and certainly we'll, we're going to be uh, you know talking about what we can do next and how we can um, how, how we can support the carryover bills that um, that that we had that we have that we're going to have on the calendar. Um, in the coming session, and um, certainly, I, my heart is broken for 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 all of my neighbors and all, all of the good people that you know lost their lives and are definitely suffering. Three people are in critical condition as well um, that are still living, and uh, what what that means, I don't know. You know, hoping that they're not losing. So hope hoping that they'll make it and that and that we can um, try healing together. Do you know anything about the victims and the, and the people who... I do not. They, their names, well, their names have not been, um, you know, listed. Um, I, I know 
somebody that was talking online, but I'm just not, you know, I'm not, I'm not informed enough to, to talk about it. But the police are still, there's still 10 people that aren't, um, that aren't even identified. And keep in mind, this was an AK-15 um, rifle. So um, I don't know. I, I just have, I'm worried about. How do you about, know that? About why they they can't be uh, they can't be um, identified. Uh, the coroner's office been here obviously all day, and um, and so, but even the even the um, eight that were identified hasn't been released yet. So how do you know it was an AK-15? Has that been reported in the news that, or be that's, that was on the news? Well, Margaret Craven, my my heart breaks for you, and if there's anything that we can do. Um, I can do. I hope you'll reach out and thank you so much for your ongoing public service and your efforts to try to make change in this very challenging thank you, time. Thank you, Cynthia. I was, I was delighted to, to speak to you and to hear from you. I hope to talk to you again soon. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.